Welcome to episode 19 of the Pucks and Deep podcast, sponsored by Pucks and Deep. Pucks and Deep. Interrupting Eugene's dinner since 1996. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, Eugene's entire family. Oh, Eugene says, I've seen better. Oh, he's just talking about our intro graphics. Um, wow. I keep, I keep forgetting to turn on my fancy lights. Ha! Ah, there you go. You can see me. All right. So we have a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, we'll try and keep it to an hour, as Mark likes to do, because we're also interrupting Mark's dinner. I, uh, I am literally in the middle of eating dinner right now. Yeah, but you, want, you want to hold up okay. your food? Sure. Yeah, well, it's, all, it's almost gone. And, and what was it? It was a uh, honey walnut shrimp from Trader Joe's frozen bag. Delicious. I don't like shrimp. Uh, made like some shrimp. rice with some furikake and then um, some Ooh. zucchini that was uh, sautéed in butter, garlic, and shallots with Sh- some cilantro. Shallots. Um, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm sore. Yeah, I'm very s- sore. I'm sore. So Mark and I skated yesterday together. <clears throat> we stayed far apart at all times. We followed a strict protocol. Um, we only we had eight people out there. And uh, I feel like I'm going to die. I feel like I'm 95 years old and I'm going to die. It was really good that we only had one goalie and like Kira needed a break like every 10 minutes. Because honestly, <laughs> like if it was if it was two goalies, I might have passed out on the ice. It was it was painful. Yeah, it was weird. Out of shape I, I was when I was actually like skating. I felt fine. I'm like, oh, this is fine. I feel OK. Like I felt once trying to f- remember how to skate. My I sharpened my skates right before I sharpened my steel right before. And um, I was like, did I do a crappy job sharpening my skate? No, I just forgot how to skate for like five minutes. <laughs> um, and then I remembered how to skate poorly like I usually do. And it was weird. Like my inside, the back of my inside edges were, were wrong. And it was exceptionally weird. And then I, I fixed it uh, somehow subconsciously. And I was fine. I felt okay. Um, and now, and, and like afterwards I felt okay. Uh, during, I felt okay. The mask wasn't a problem, you know, during the skate, uh, I switched masks once. Um, the masks weren't a problem at all. The only thing that was kind of a downside of them is like, sometimes when you like, like cool off, you're cooling off because like the, like the air from the ice is like hitting your face and it kind of cools mm-hmm. you off. But like, you didn't have that at all. See, I just and took also, off my this helmet. Is, this is the first time. <laughs> This is the first time the heat just go ahead this is the first time i've played in really long hair and it was just like everything was just like insulated in my face and yeah I was, me too no shut up uh i did accidentally pour water on my mask at one point that was really stupid uh just subconsciously <laughs> I, I pulled you know the the dustin brown yeah, you know yeah. he has the, the the bottle yeah i did do that once so i switched it um but yeah, it was great uh if you'd like more details on our skate let me know we have a bunch of strict protocols which are strict okay um we have a couple corrections from last night's episode or last week's episode um the first thing and i'm sure mark will love this is oh i'm excited i don't even know what these corrections are i was very wrong and i was obviously very wrong about something i know this is not news to you mark but do you remember how I was pretty confident that Mike Milbury was not in the Toronto bubble? Yes. You know how stupid that was in hindsight? Yes. Do you remember? Like, Why do you think? Look, I don't care. I, I'm just point. I, I know what you said. I'm just saying that um, 
that that genius Mike Milbury uh, tweeted a picture of the Space Needle, or sorry, the CN Tower, and called CN it the Tower. Space Needle. And um, yeah, I should have realized that he was obviously in Toronto. That was really stupid. Alex, I, that was my exact argument to you. No, you never said you, that. You said he was seen in the airport. No, and I also said no because of the tweet. No, Mark, I disagree. Even if you said that, I have no recollection. Are you trying to double down and be wrong again? (laughs) I am telling you the way I was wrong. Okay. It was really stupid in hindsight. All right. Also, you were wrong with something. I don't believe that. But it was much less important um, about Brian Burke's sons. Brian Burke had had two sons, Mm -hmm. Patrick and Brendan. And Brandon. Brendan. Brendan, Brendan, Brendan in in college. I live with a Brandon and a Brendan. It was really, really, really annoying. Um, But yeah, Uh, good golfers, though. Um, So Brendan is the youngest and he came out to his teammates in November 2009 and he was killed at age 21 on a car accident in February 2010. You said it was six weeks. It was not. Regardless, that doesn't matter. Um, Still a tragedy. Yeah, still a tragedy. And Wingles played with Brendan at University of Ohio. And Brendan was the student manager, which I believe Keith, our fact checker, told us last week. So, all right. We also have an email from Eugene. Oh, my God. So uh, I hope he wrote it while he was in the shower. No, he did not. Uh, actually, he wrote it about 50 minutes ago after I reminded him to write an email. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically said, oh, completely forgot about that. Let me write one. Now, I'm going to preface this. Oh, by the way, um, Bella, Chris and Bella say hi. Uh, hi. Oh, hi, guys. Bella. I hope you enjoy your dinner. Please let us know what you're eating for dinner. Um, so. You uh, did preface this by saying it's not his best work. Okay. 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 <clears throat> it's very convenient for you to address my comments about the opacity of the NHL's marketing plan with, quote, that's not even worth responding to, end quote, or whatever you said last week. I don't know why I put it in quotes <laughs> if he didn't actually know, whatever. Um, I'd like to know, but I'd like to know how you figure that the NHL, unlike literally every single large corporation out there, doesn't have a detailed marketing plan that involves manipulating their image and where it says the entertainment they provide isn't allowed to be fully under their control. Um, He also says, as for the sudden officiating change for the final Leafs game, because quote, the refing was terrible. The previous game, end quote, Uh, the email's almost done. Keith, don't worry. Um, You always say on the podcast that the refing is terrible in every game. So what made this game so special that they had to change the refs? It's like maybe someone failed to create the planned result. And I'll get to the last part at the end. Um, so, yeah, you just basically saying that uh, we had. Yeah. Would you like to respond? You would like me to respond. You can respond. All right. First, um, if the NHL was capable of fixing games, which they are absolutely not because they're incompetent in just about everything that doesn't involve a covid bubble, um, it would have leaked in the last I don't know, 105 years at some point. I'm sure they have a marketing plan, but a marketing plan is completely different than manipulating games. Um, you have mentioned before 
that you think that they have something in their bylaws which state that the entertainment can be um, tweaked or something. I have asked you to find that in the bylaws and you have not been able to show it to me. So stop bringing that up if you can't prove it. Um, Shame on you, Eugene. Shame on you. (laughs) uh, This is just going to be a pile on Eugene podcast. I love it. Um, I hope they enjoy their dinner. Uh, That's not even worth responding to. It's correct because it's not worth responding to. Um, They can't have a marketing plan. If they had a marketing plan, Toronto would have won. They want to make as much money as possible. They're a business. They're having to stop their flat cap or they're having to stop their cap from growing um, for, yes, John, it's the right chat channel. We see it. Um, they have to stop. They have to stop their cap from growing because of this. They would want Toronto to win to recoup as much money. <laughs> it sounded as like you said. Sounded like you said they have to stop their cat from growing. Well, That's a big ass cat. It's a, it's a, it's a main coon. That's a oh. type of cat. Um, I know what type of cat that but, is, Alex. You don't have to mansplain cats to me, all right? All right, I'll main... Uh, sorry. Um, okay, what? the officiating. There's only X number of officials in the bubble. If the officials call a bad game, regardless, they're going to get replaced. So I don't understand. They called a bad game, so they got replaced. Maybe because they called a bad game, they got replaced, not because it didn't follow the NHL's predetermined marketing plan. So I, I, I just tell what it is. I don't because they review, they review the calls after every game, and if it probably just wasn't one game, they probably have given them a warning already, and that was probably the last straw. For example, in the Knights Sharks infamous uh, punching my mom game. Those refs did not work another game that playoff because they fucked up royally. Does that mean that the, the NHL wanted the Sharks to win? So they, they called a... According to Vegas and St. Louis, yes. Well, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like, and Colorado. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. And um, the last thing is I do look forward to tonight's podcast because unlike almost every other podcast I try to listen to, it's not going to shoehorn politics in. Right? Question mark. (laughs) Uh, I I actually had a brief conversation with him about this. Oh, man. Do we have a treat for you tonight, Eugene? And um, not talking about politics this week would be talk would be making a political statement. So you're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. And um, yes, Keith, I punched my mom. Again, I have mentioned this many times, but yes, I punched my mom. Mark was there. It was when Barkley Goodrow scored an overtime in game seven of that incredible game. I went to hug her and I punched her straight in the face. Her glasses were askew. Go ahead. Okay. I think I need to clear up something. (laughs) To be fair. No. When we were celebrating, I did hit your elbow a little bit. Going. Whoa. Wait a second. Really? You've never admitted this before. Yes. Of course I wasn't going to admit it, but... So you have to wait for two years so I don't feel bad about punching my mom in the face. Yes. Well, first of all, fuck you for forcing me or accidentally redirecting my arm to punch my mom in the face. Well, to be... We were all going like this. And I don't know. Mistakes happen. I think my mom gets to punch you in the face. 
it's still not my fault. You should have control of your arms at all times. Okay. Uh-huh. Got it. So you, you hit my stick into, you know, my mom's face causing her to get a, that was a, a trying it's to be like analogy. I you, it's not it was, like I hit you hard. It yeah. was just, I really shouldn't be talking about my, my stick around my mom. So uh, I'll stop. Um, okay. So yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about for, um, to, to rehash last week's uh, podcast. I don't think so. Uh, no. <laughs> Russ says department of player safety says there was no external contact, no penalty. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah. Also Russ, where is my mom? She should know. She would probably try to sign on yesterday. Um, hopefully she's here. Okay. So we're going to separate this podcast into a couple different categories. Cause this has been a weird week in, in ho- the world of hockey. It has been a weird weird week the first thing we're going to talk about is um maybe my mom shouldn't log on for this uh titties titties did you did you see jonathan marchessault's tweet or sorry instagram oh, comment yes yes okay so jonathan marchessault who we've talked about a lot recently who i'm not a fan of um my, post- uh, my uh, fantasy hockey name by the way was jonathan marshmallow which i thought oh, was uh, extremely I like, clever i like that very clever um, he posted on Instagram a uh, picture of of him and his his I think it was wife for like his five year wedding anniversary, and someone asked if um <laughs> someone asked how his tryout for the Olympic diving team was going, <laughs> and he responded, "Why don't you go suck on your mom?" Oh, sorry, I, I, the guy's name. The, the guy, the, the commenter, his name was Lil Dicky. So uh, he basically said, shut up, you little dick. Why don't you go suck on your mummy's titties? And I'm he, wasting my time. It's just, it's incredible. That's how he finished yeah. it. Stop said, wasting stop my wasting time. time. Like, I, I understand getting well, upset. Okay. Trust- let's, let's, let's back up. Let's, let's back up a little bit. So <laughs> it was pretty much like 20 minutes after the game with Vancouver ended and was they he? got like absolutely dominated. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So like, That's amazing. he like was like anger responding to people on his Instagram. And it wasn't just one person. That one was the most memorable. Yeah. That, yeah he did a couple more, but he like went through his comments with like the worst comebacks ever. And everything ended with stop wasting my time. That's how he ended every single one. I, mummy's titties. It was fantastic. Um, so yeah, so uh, the name of this podcast is going to be titties. N- no, it has to be rock and roll to, to get with the, 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 the constant or mm. the, the trend we were going for. Yeah. So, um, Russ, he can't say, I can't hear him with my two Stanley cup rings plugging my ears. First, he doesn't have any Stanley cup rings. Second, he's not Patrick Waugh. Um, but yeah. And what kind of moron gets in a flame war with fans? Jonathan Marcheseau. Um, uh, Kevin Durant. Does he do that too? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. It was he the one who had a uh, what should we call it a, a burner account? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it's so when Marcheso gets two Stanley Cup or St- two Stanley Cups, he can pull a Patrick Waugh. Um Okay, <clears throat> next thing, your close personal friend Mark Dale Talon. Oh yes, is being investigated for some. Um, Bad things, racist comments that he said in the bubble. Uh, It was it was about Matt Dumba. 
All right. I you said you didn't know Matt don't... Dumba was black or something like that. Well, Matt Dumba's not black. Yeah, but that's the, <laughs> I think that's part of it. Uh, I actually don't know if it's he's... been said. He commented on Matt Dumba being a person of color, mm-hmm. but he chose the wrong color ah, for that. Got it. Um, I don't actually know if that's ac- I, I haven't I haven't seen that, but that's funny. Um, I actually didn't know Matt Dumba was Filipino until like six months ago. So, yeah. Um, One thing we Filipinos are good about is pointing out famous Filipino people. So. I knew that a long time ago. Uh, but Mark, did you know famed winger for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Jason Zucker, is Jewish? One of many famous Jewish athletes. Yeah. No, not true. Um, yeah. And Keith, I'm not going to talk about Tony D'Angelo's Twitter feed. Uh, making you no, happy makes no. for bad content on this podcast. We want to make you unhappy. Sorry, huge. Enjoy your dinner. All right. Um, <laughs> the Coyotes uh, have turned into a massive shit show, possibly joining the Ottawa Senators in um, overall stupidity. So the details of I actually don't know about this. The, uh, you do. The details of this are not particularly well known. But about six months ago, bef- pre pandemic, it may have been longer than that pre pandemic shutdown. The Coyotes were or it like came out that the Coyotes somehow we're doing workouts with pre-draft prospects which is against the rules because you're everyone's supposed to get the same data at the combine um and on to make worse there there hasn't been and there likely won't be a combine this year so the coyotes are the only ones with that data so um they were trying to figure out a way on how to properly reprimand them i guess Mm-hmm. And they ended up uh, taking away their second round pick for this year and their, and first, their first round, round. pick for yeah. next year. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Uh, that is a harsh, harsh, harsh penalty. Uh, on t- I mean, you it, shouldn't especially be, coupled it's, with it's the essentially fact like it's tampering. It's yeah, but but it's it's, it's effectively it's even worse because the GM of the Coyotes is gone now. So Chica. yeah, Chica. so do you think Shaika was? responsible for I, I don't know but it, the entire thing is weird like it, it, it's crazy it, it's absolutely weird and like that's two bad picks it's a weird situation I would not want to be a coy- one of the two Coyotes fans right now um, there San- are literally dozens of them exactly <laughs> um, Tarasenko uh, oh, okay. Let me put. Let me ask you a question. Are, is Teres- Vladimir Tarasenko the only player on the Blues that you like? <laughs> uh, Keith, I don't think the Justin Coyotes have. Falk? Really? That's weird. I don't think the Keiths have. Or Keith, I don't think the, the Coyotes. <laughs> Keith, you now have your own <laughs> hockey team. I don't think the Phoenix um, Keiths. They're Arizona still. They don't play in Phoenix. And they haven't for a decade. Um, I don't think the uh, Coyotes have a first-round pick this year, uh, so that's why it's next year. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Tyler so, Bozak? No. Try to, okay, so he, you like Tarasenko, right? Yeah. Well, okay. his shoulder's fucked again, and we'll probably never see Tarasenko yeah. again because he's having another shoulder surgery, his third one in this calendar, or in the last 12 months. 
and he's at last he's out for at least five months again. I feel yep. awful for the guy. He seems like a really, really, really good dude. Uh, and he's one of the few players on St. Louis who I like. Oh, I like Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, and I don't. And I have no good reason not to, or no good reason to not like him. Um, Sorry to derail this real quick, but uh, I would like to take this moment to uh, advocate for everyone to use KT tape because I have a bunch on my ankle right now and it feels fantastic. So. Okay. Is, is that that physio tape? Yes. Uh, okay. I, I've seen some studies which show uh, that's a little, uh, little placebo-y. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast and everyone could see your face. <laughs> um, regardless, uh, I, I hope it works for you. I'm glad it works for you. What did you do to your ankle? It really does. Did you hurt your ankle yesterday? No, it's always it's been hurt since oh, the last time oh, I heard it. Like like since all then? Yeah, it's never been the same. So of course I thought, oh man, I'm not skating on it for six months. It has time to like fully heal. No, it's just was just completely out of shape and it hurt this morning. So have you considered fixing it? I mean, I was in a boot for three months. I thought that was enough. Mm. Man, I totally forgot about that. Um Keith is just on it with the puns today. I heard physiotape gives you tinfoil hat itis. Uh, I will say Eugene and the Gersteins in general are huge fans of the physiotape. So, um, yeah. And Patrick says Ryan O'Reilly has the weirdest curve I've ever seen. He absolutely does. Uh, yeah, we did, but that's when we were talking about the penis. Borkman's penis. That's how the dicks come up. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Todd Reardon got fired by the Capitals. Saw it coming. It's that's it's weird. So the question is, who do they hire? I think the dumbest part about that is they push trots out because they've been grooming this dude, which well, is like the weirdest way to say it. They're cheap. <laughs> yeah, but they've been grooming this dude to take over the head coaching spot. And I think they were going to let trots walk if they didn't win the cup anyway. Surprise. So they won the cup. Uh, yeah, they did. Um and then he came in and he sucked. So yeah, it's bye, <laughs> bye. Um, yeah, it's who? So who replaces them? Who replaces them? Oh. Bruce Boudreau for cap for Capitals coach. Bruce Boudreau two point No, I don't think that happens. I, I honestly think it might happen. be Gerard Gallant. That would be a great pickup for them. I think they go Peter Laviolette. Um, do you remember last week when we were kept talking about uh, pucksindeep.com as opposed to pucksindeepgame.com? Yeah. I've been emailed three times in the last week asking if I want to buy pucksindeep.com, uh, which is no su- way. It's super fucking random. It's the first time that's ever happened. It's a true story. I've asked the guy for a price and um, he has not responded to my email. He's just bombarded some other emails of mine. So I don't know if it's a bot or what, but yeah, I, so I will try and buy pucksanddeep.com if it's not too expensive. My opening offer is going to be a hundred bucks. Um, a lot. There was a trade. Uh, best I could do is three fifty. Right. Three fifty. Um, there was a trade. The Pittsburgh Penguins acquired Kasperi Kapanen, Pontus Aberg and Jesper Lindgren from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for 
the 15th overall pick this year, Evan Rodriguez, Philip Hollander, and David Warsawski. I know about half of those names, but yep. it basically boils down to the Maple Leafs are in cap hell. Kapanen made like three and a half million on the cap. These other players, I'm pretty sure, are all expiring or cheaper. Um, and it basically boiled down to Kapanen for a first round pick or for a first for the 15th pick. Um, and I think that the Penguins hyper overpaid. Uh, there's no question um, they did, but they drafted Kasperi Kapanen and the GM or the GM of the Penguins also drafted Kasperi Kapanen's father. Therefore, hockey incest, it works. The Kapanen incest triangle is complete. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad trade for the Penguins. <laughs> they need to get younger and faster, which they're doing. But um, I mean, Kapanen is fast, but he hasn't really lived up to the expectations of yeah. what was set for yeah. him. As Kapanen was well, originally part of the Kessel trade. Um, ah. So, yeah, that's how Kapanen went from Chill. the Penguins to the, back to the Maple Leafs. Um, yeah, it's a weird trade. It looks like the Penguins uh, overpaid, but it kind of makes sense. But we'll see. I have a question for you, Mark, a trivia question. Okay. How many picks, just draft picks, has... Um, holy crap, I am blanking on the guy's name. The GM of the Penguins. Jim Rutherford. Jim Rutherford. How many picks have Jim Rutherford traded in his tenure with the Penguins? Oh, with the Penguins? Yes. I'm going to say 14. 28. Oh, <laughs> isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Uh, Keith said pucksanddeep.com looks available. Don't pay the shyster. Um, I actually didn't check if no, there's no way I no. it wasn't available a couple years ago. So I'm sure someone has it and has parked it. Keith, if you buy it, I will give you a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I will give you. 150 bucks done um okay i think that is everything in my oh we got to talk about john tortorella he was fined twenty five thousand dollars for having a too short of a press conference after they lost <laughs> where he answered like three questions Ugh. with like one word answers and it's hilarious and he was basically put on the don't fuck up list the last uh in back in like january and he fucked up, so he got paid. He got charged twenty five grand. Just, I don't understand. I, it's, it's media availability sometimes is the dumbest thing because they obviously are asking questions to like <laughs> goat him or bait him, mm -hmm. and it's just like actually ask meaningful questions, and then maybe they'll want to answer your questions. Uh, I kind of side on the the reporter's side here, which is you should do your fucking job and answer the questions no matter what they are. Well, then maybe a reporter should be doing a better job asking good questions. Don't disagree with that. Don't disagree with that. But it's the reporter's job to make a story. So No, it, it is the reporter's job to make a story, but they're not making stories anymore. They're just looking for fucking clickbait. Sure. There's no more integrity in hockey reporting right now. Let's switch to politics. <laughs> Speaking of integrity. Uh, I'm going to stop talking now, Mark. Eugene, go get your ice cream. <laughs> it's your favorite segment. Do you want to go through what happened this week? Oh, dear. Well, which part? All of it. Whatever you want, Mark. Uh, I guess we can start with the big teeth elephant in the room. 
Um, so what day was that? Thursday? Friday? When what happened? It, it, it started on Wednesday, I think. The Logan Couture incident. Oh, mm, Monday or Tuesday? That's why I said the big tooth elephant. Oh, big tooth. Got yes. it. Okay. Logan Couture. Okay. So I wake up to a, a tweet from Logan Couture. Um, I'm just, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but essentially what it said was. I actually do want to read it verbatim, so I'll pull it up. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so I'll, I'll sum it up and then he'll read it verbatim. Pretty much he said, I got punched in the mouth for saying that I would vote for Trump when I was out in Toronto. Um, something about like you can't even talk about politics to liberals or I don't know, something, something along those lines. And uh, <clears throat> let's just say a huge shit storm ensued after that, um, which caused Couture to mega backpedal, threaten oh to God. never, threaten to never show up on Sportsnet ever again because uh, someone liked a tweet. Uh, Tara Ter- Sloan. Sloan, yeah, liked a tweet, uh, retweet that uh, someone was making fun of Couture where um, after the tweet that Couture made, uh, this person posted a, a screenshot of Couture saying, um, you know, we need to stand up to racism and da 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 da. And they're like, are, are you, is this the same person? Are you, I think is they, this still they, you? I, I think it was this you question mark. Yeah. Um, okay. The tweet is, I spent last night in Toronto, Ontario. I talked about voting for the Republican Party and I mentioned Donald Trump by name. I was sucker punched. Is this really what we are coming to? If you vote, you are a villain. Man, this world is so wrong. And then he added the specific reason he was punched, saying, quote, my, or, uh, uh, in a follow-up tweet, my dad was a police officer and I would, if I could, vote Republican. And that's where that, that screenshot came because the screenshot was against racism and police brutality. But on the flip side, he is saying, oh, I will I would still vote Republican because my dad was a cop. It's just the most backward and stupid and ignorant and just like, I don't know. Hey, Mark, who's your your favorite player on the on the league or in the Sharks? uh, Eric Carlson. Oh, interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, I actually don't disagree with Logan Couture here. Which you might find interesting. Uh, is this a, a I'm listening? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm listening pose. Okay. I think this was a stupid thing to say. There's no question. Uh-huh. I think it was mm-hmm. a very poorly way to word what he said or what he meant to say. I think it's a stupid thing. Um, sorry. Uh, I just got a weird ass text message. Um, I think it's a really stupid way to say what he wanted to say. I don't think Couture is a bad person. I don't think Couture would vote for Donald Trump. He said he wouldn't in a follow-up, but I understand why some people think it's backwards. So here's what I think Couture was trying to say. He's trying to basically say the Republican Party is fucked up. And if he could, he would vote Republican. He can't vote because he's because he's Canadian. He's not an American citizen. And he's saying that he should not be sucker punched for saying his political views, which I agree with. You should never be sucker punched regardless, certainly not for sharing your political views. You cannot support Donald Trump and still say what Trump or what Couture said. 
yes, if you were voting for Trump, that would make you a bad person. 100%. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what you just said. So if he was voting for Trump, would that make him a bad person? So for me, he, it's like, how can you? Okay, go ahead. No, 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 please. Like, for me, it, it's, it's, that's very surface. Like, yes, I understand. I understand everything that you're saying. But how can you rightfully as a person who is watching all this happen in the country um, and support your black teammate go out and say, well, if I was voting, I'd vote Republican anyway. Like, yes, Trump is one person, but everything that he is doing is being enabled by the Republican Party. Correct. It's not just one man letting this happen. Uh, so that statement in I actually of itself. Dis- I disagree with that. But um, people like to win. People are stupid and all they care about is winning. A lot of Republicans, not all Republicans, have sold out. And there's three parties right now. Uh, huge. You are more than welcome to stop listening or remove whatever. I don't care. We have to talk about this. Mark's favorite player is talking about this. Eric Carlson. <laughs> no, Talking about this? Uh, Eric Carlson would happily talk about this, though. Um, we have to talk about this huge. Sorry. Um, so. There's three parties, there's Trump, there's Republicans, and there's everyone else, Democrats, and I'm I'm ignoring the, the random fringe parties because they have no power and don't count, unfortunately. Um, if Couture could vote. He would like to vote Republican that I don't think he would vote or I'm hoping that he would not vote for Trump on the one ticket, but the rest of it would be Republican. So I am taking what he said on on the surface and I'm saying or I am hoping that he would not vote for Trump and he would vote for Republican for everyone else. Now, I don't agree with that, and that's fine, but I certainly don't think it's unfair to say what he originally said, which is. If you vote, you are a villain. It's completely unfair. No one should be sucker punched. And I think yeah, he was more like- lamenting the Republican Party than um, Trump. It almost felt like a bait, like he was going out and tweeting that to garner some sympathy. You can't hear me now, can you? Oh, yeah, there we go. I can hear you now. Sorry. Uh, weird, weird problem. So, yes, he garnered a lot of backlash. It was a freaking stupid thing to say, and I'm sure he immediately regretted it, and that was dumb. So I okay. I, I just want to make sure you understand where I'm coming from. Do you understand? I do. I'm, and, okay. you know... It, I don't know why I'm an optimist you know, now. I should, just I've, assume, I've tried. I should just assume that Couture is a Trumper and he's stupid. But I don't because the rest of his actions I, don't say that or show that. For me, you can have whatever political opinion you want. I really don't care. But if you start doing stuff like going on Twitter and trying to garner sympathy for, I don't know, I, I it just it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't disagree. <sighs> OK, um, the other uh, political or there's two other topics on this same political topic. Um, there were two nights of games that were postponed. Um, the NHL has, uh, 
been what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say shunned, but the NHL did not act as fast as some people would have liked to postpone the games along, just like every yeah. other major sports league postpone games. Yeah. Um, when yeah. asked why this happened, uh, all right. So Jacob Blake got shot. There was a big outrage, justifiably. Um, there were lots of not riots. just shot, shot seven times in, in the back. Yeah. The, yes. No question. Um, somehow doesn't doesn't die, which is amazing. I think. Um, regardless, uh, the NHL. I think they had a moment of silence in the first game of the night, but not the second game. No players even like brought up, hey, we should follow what the other teams are doing or the other uh, leagues and teams are doing and not play tonight to show support for ending racism or racist movements, the end racist movements and Black Lives Matter. And then the next day they cobble something together and they have a press conference and they postpone those night that the games um, on Thursday night and Friday night. Uh, what was your reaction to all of this? And again, I want to point out the fact that if we just ignored this and didn't talk about it, talk about it, it will be a political statement. So instead we're bringing it up so we can discuss it because we have to make a political statement one way or another. So the games weren't so for the NBA and then will be the games weren't post postponed after the shooting. There were statements made. Uh, it was when it was after when that fucking kid drove across the state line, seventeen sure. years old, with an AR rifle and shot two protesters. Yeah, um, that's when the leagues kind of decided, okay, enough is enough. Well, I, I think the players were first playing the games. Yeah, the NBA players decided that. Yes, um, bec- uh, the Milwaukee Bucks specifically because everything was happening in Wisconsin. Um, and which I, is really Le- great. LeBron James as well. Yeah. Um, and I have to agree. The NHL is just, I'm getting too, too political, which is funny. Um, the NHL is just completely tone deaf when it comes to this kind of shit, um, which kind of sucks because it's a predominantly white sport. And it almost seems like it's just completely catering to white people. Um, and it kind of took an uproar from Evander Kane and some other players. And I think Vancouver was the first one to kind of text Ryan Reeves and be like, Kevin Shattenkirk, apparently. Yeah. And, and some Canucks, I think, um, reached out and just said like, you know, other leagues are postponing games. I think that we should kind of be doing the same thing. And eventually once it kind of got enough backlash, that's when it actually happened. Again, I don't know what is wrong with me. I don't I'm trying not to fault the NHL for this. And let me explain why hockey more than any other sport that I know of. And I am not an expert in any other sport, but I do consider myself an expert on hockey. Hockey players are very ritualistic. And when all of this was happening, like not all MLB games on Wednesday, for example, were postponed like half of them were. Yeah. I, I guarantee you that the vast majority of NHL sport or of NHL players were napping or somehow ignoring all of this. And that's just what they do. They do not pay attention. And they were literally sleeping when all of this was going on. And then they get on a bus and they are focused on hockey. They are ritualistic doing anything outside their ritual is 
anti-hockey, which is fine most of the time. Yes, it would have been better if they didn't play on Wednesday night, but it's fine most of the time. I think that's what happened. Then Kevin Shattenkirk and some Canucks messaging Ryan Reeves, who, uh, because he knelt, um, is kind of like the de facto leader inside the bubble, uh, the bubbles, I guess. Um, they basically decided, hey, let's make a statement and agree to postpone the games. I personally think that the image of all of those players sitting or I say standing with masks on behind those five players in the front. The five players were Nazem Kadri, who's on the HDA board, um, Pierre Edward, Pierre Edward Belmar, Ryan Reeves, yep. Jason Dickinson, because he's on the stars and took a knee and Bill Horvat because he's the captain of the Canucks. I think that image was very powerful. And I think yeah. it was great and it was a good response. And I watched the entire press conference. I don't know why they didn't have one for the East. That was a little strange. But I don't think it's a particularly bad thing that they didn't respond fast. Would it have been better if they had responded sooner? Absolutely. But I don't think it was bad. It's very NHL. It's on brand. Yeah, but it shouldn't be the players to do it. But the players and, did it in the other, other uh, whatchamacallit. The players did well, it yeah, in the because, other Yeah, because... And it's to point out Patrick's point right here. Pro sports leagues have spent millions in lob- lobbying. So the players were thinking this is the only way to really get the message across. Is like, hey, if these guys who have millions who spend it on lob- lobbying don't try and do anything about this and just be completely complacent, but we're the ones making them the money, then we're just going to sit out. We're going to strike this. Sure. So and, you're you're faulting the NHL for not being proactive and saying, hey, guys, we're postponing the games today. Deal with it. Or we're postponing the games today. Or at least stand start, a converse, stand a, start a conversation about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that. That's very fair. Um, that's a that's a good point. Um, I. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. That's all I can really say. Um, I would like to discuss the HDA with you real quick. OK, so Evander Kane. Akeem Alou and five other players we've discussed before. Apparently, Joel Ward's doing a lot of work um, on on the back end or in the behind the scenes. Um, have formed the Hockey Diversity Alliance with a bunch of uh, other players. Have signed on. Blah blah blah. The HCA has publicly announced what they asked the NHL to sign, um, and they haven't uh, they haven't signed it yet. Have you looked at the things that the NHL or the HCA is asking the NHL to sign. No, it's I actually have it intense. Uh, it will. They will never sign it. If they do, I will be absolutely floored and flabbergasted. I really hope something happens, but I, I think the, the initial salvo might have been a little too intense. One of the things uh, on their pledge, it's a 10, 10 point pledge, which I can read, but I'm not going. It's too long. Uh, please look it up yourself, um, okay. is the NHL will not allow any sponsors that basically do something which the HDA considers racist. Uh, I don't know the exact phrasing there, but I really should look this up. Um, and that would like it. I don't think that could possibly get passed. It's no, because that's that's loss of revenue. The NHL would never agree to that. 
Yeah, it's it's intense. All right. Um, I don't want to read all these, but I probably That's should. Fine. Um, no, no, no. The Go one on. is. Uh, we will create. No. We will. So basically, the pledge that the HDA has asked the NHL to to sign is we will uh, one of the, the things on here. We will not support partner or accept support from any organization that has engaged in promoted or fail to appropriately respond to racist conduct in an organization of any kind. And the NHL is going to have a hard time with that. So yeah, uh, I think any league would have a hard time with that. Yeah. So I really hope this is uh, an opening salvo, which uh, the HDA knows is not going to get accepted. And the NHL doesn't just immediately say, whoa, 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 and walk away from the table. I hope this this opening salvo is, uh, you know, not the equivalent of someone asking to quadruple their salary. And I hope it's I hope they they can meet somewhere in the middle. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Russ says in a negotiation, you put a bit more than what you expect, then give concessions. Absolutely, I hope that's what they're doing. I am concerned that it's a little bit too far. Um, All right, anything else in the racism portion of the show? No, let's spare Eugene's uh, precious ears and let's move on. Eugene's gone, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) uh, Russ brings up that Flurry is a net for tonight's game. Um, So let's talk about hockey. We're done with Yay. the random shots and the racism, um, except in if it comes up again. So can uh, we talk about? Sorry, let's. Can we get to the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche? Sure, we can start with that series. So when we last left you, uh, Philip Grubauer, the starting goalie for the Colorado Avalanche, um, died. Yeah, and uh, Frank Francuz, Francuz, Pavel, Pavel I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, took over. Yeah, and they're not doing good. Yeah, what? It's weird. Um, I have a hard time rooting for the Stars because of Corey Perry, but um, they're doing really well. Apparently, Dennis Gurionov is uh, incredible. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, where did that come from? Um, I watched most of that game today while I was broken on the couch from playing hockey myself last night. Um, And. KT tape. KT tape would not help at all sorry um but yeah dallas is uh leading the series 3-1 as we record this podcast and has looked like the better team for most of the time it's they really have like their offense kind of came out of nowhere they're like scoring a bunch of goals now yeah it's great um it's good for them yeah I'm yeah. still, unfortunately, on the Colorado bandwagon, but... Uh, no, go Lightning. Um, yeah, Russ, I'd have to wrap KT Tap around my entire body, and I still don't think that would work. I, what I need is a massage, which um, is not going to happen. So, no. so yeah, uh, the stars are looking good. Um, Corey Perry, uh, Keith says my hands hurt from ripping from gripping my stick last night. Keith, this is a Christian podcast, right, Mark? Please do not talk about gripping <laughs> your stick last night. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the MB- NBC and specifically Pierre Maguire loves to talk about Corey Perry, uh, and he's not doing anything. Uh, he apparently drew four penalties, which is great, but 
it's just like he's not scoring goals, which is kind of the purpose of the game. Um, it's very frustrating. What, why why are we advocating and supporting this this guy? He's just awful. Um, because he's a wily veteran, I Alex. Fucking hate Corey Perry. Uh, also, can we please can uh, we're since we're clearly participants of cancel culture, uh, can we please cancel Pierre Maguire already? AJ Malesko was on that broadcast with with sorry, why'd you say Corey Perry? Can we please cancel Pierre Maguire? Sorry, I got that wrong. AJ Malesko was on that that game with Pierre Maguire and just the it, it was incredible. It just oh my god. You good? No. Man. Pierre Maguire was talking about how how Pavel Francouz and Michael Hutchison are both silly side goaltenders. Because they catch with the they catch for the right. Yeah, they catch with their right, which, by the way, I, I'm right handed, but I also catch with my right when I played goal. Um, and AJ Malesko says, I have two left handed kids. And um, Pierre Maguire is like, oh, that's just what the scouts call him. That reminds me back in 1986 when I was driving around with some blah, blah, blah scout going to Chikutami. And it was just like, holy shit. <sighs> He's the worst. Cancel really Pierre is. Maguire. Okay. Um, the other series in the West is uh, Vegas and Vancouver, which has been a very weird series. Yeah. Um, Vegas. Where what is wrong? Vegas with dominated headset? the first game. Keep, keep talking. Can you hear me? Yeah, I yes? can hear you. Keep talking. Okay. Vancouver dominated the second game, and only the third game. It's just a back and forth. And they just started the game four right now. And Flurry is in net, right? Yes, Flurry is in net. And when did they play their last game? They they didn't play yesterday. No, they played a couple of days ago. No. Are they playing yeah. back to back tomorrow? I don't know actually. I would have to because I'm pretty schedule. confident Robin Leonard got a shutout in game one and game three. He did. So then I would bet. No, they are game... not playing on Monday. Interesting. Why is Flurry starting? Drama. Oh, man. All right. Well, because we Alan Walsh wins. I, uh, he always wins. I don't think so. Um, it, it's interesting. Uh, along with the Corey Perry talk, Ryan Reeves was given credit for that win. The, the first Canucks win because Antoine Roussel lost his mind because Antoine Roussel is a piece of shit that needs to stick to playing hockey. Um, and he basically got benched in game two when the Canucks did really well. I think he had like six minutes of ice time. Ryan Reeves was not on the ice for a single goal. Um, and he, of course, didn't get any points. So it's. Ugh, Ryan Reeves is not a good hockey player. Stop saying he's a good hockey player. I don't understand. I'm thankful that he's standing up for racism. Sorry, politics are back. But uh, it, ugh, he's so bad. It's so frustrating. Also, Antoine Roussel is annoying as hell. And it's frustrating. All right. That's my rant. Uh, let's talk about the East. All right. Um, my mom would be very happy. The Islanders are uh, leading two to one. Is that game almost over? What's the score of that game? A game is over and they won. So they're up three to one. Three now. to one. Um, the Flyers yeah. look lost. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think uh, Vigneault kind of took the wind out of those sails. It's weird. Wait, it, just I don't know. I was I was cheering for him pretty hard, and then I don't know after Vigneault's comments during the Montreal series. I don't. 
Did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. About Gallagher's jaw. And oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, oh, and Claude oh, 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 hasn't oh, oh. had a goal in like in different some ways. handful of playoff games. It's kind of insane. Um, yeah, the Islanders look good when they are I think it was, on the rush. I think it's one they goal. They are so boring. Oh, my God. It's one goal in the last 18 playoff games for Drew. Oh, that's sad. But he's a good guy, right? He's nice. He's nice. Your close personal friend, Claude Drew? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Islanders are boring, but I think I have to root for the Islanders now because my mom wants them to win. So they're so boring. They're real they're boring. They're so boring. It's bad. Too much um, trap. I, they put the Islanders and Flyers on NBC proper today. And I understand why they do that, because NBC is owned by the same people that own the Flyers. But it's just like, come on. Dallas, Colorado is such a more exciting series. It's very frustrating. Um, okay, the last series also has been very interesting. Uh, Bruins Lightning. I am on the Lightning bandwagon real hard. Dude, very real point hard is insane. He is so good. He's absolutely insane. Can we talk about uh, what's the Boston Bruins goal or uh, coach? Um, Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy. Did you see that hit that was a five minute major? Yes. So Bruce Cassidy sees the replay of a clear, late, blindside, dangerous boarding call it directly in the numbers. Like it was blatant, black and white, so obvious. And then the camera goes in on and he I think he said, are you fucking kidding me when they called the five minute major? Like it was so obviously a five minute major. I saw it instantaneously and I said, oh, that's a major instant. It it, it was there was no question. I cannot stand when coaches do that. If your player does something bad, especially a player that you clearly don't like because you're not giving him much ice time. This is Nick Ritchie, former, Nick Ritchie. An- former Anaheim <laughs> Duck piece of shit. Everyone um, hates. Yeah. All my homies hate Nick Ritchie. So like just ugh, I understand like being a homer for your team. It's just just stop. Oh, it's very frustrating. <sighs> Go lightning. The Bruins look broken and lost. And I love I it. I can't believe they're doing this without Stamkos. Why? He's just a good. He's, he's yeah. Stamkos is good, but like uh, Sergachev is an incredible offensive defenseman. Victor Hedman's arguably the best defenseman in the league. They have a very good goalie, and they have you know Point and Kucherov at the top level, and then below that they have a shit ton of good players. Like yeah, it's Palat, it's Palat, Kalorn, Johnson. Uh, what's his name? Sorelli. Um, it, it's awesome. Also, Brian I am. McDonough. Rick Dunn is injured. Um, but like, I am so glad to see Barkley Goodrow doing well as well. Like, it's oh, so that nice. line with Blake Coleman. It's great. Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord, who yeah. used to be a Sharks prospect, by the way. Um, Keith, fact check. Um, <laughs> they're tearing it up. You don't have to look it up. Keith will look it up for us. That's why we pay him the big bucks. Zero dollars. Um, make sure that I'm right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Barkley Goodrow is doing awesome. The Lightning look unbeatable. Um, although NBC, of course, still loves the Bruins and talks about how the Bruins are just having a bad game when they were losing three one or something, even though they had a touchdown with an extra point scored against them the previous game. 
seven to one in game two. Uh, the Bruins are done. I think I predicted that. I'm right. Um, so it looks like what, Mark? Didn't I pick the Lightning too? I don't know. I, I'm I'm just saying. I I actually know. I think you said Bruins in seven. Huh. But I don't know. Uh, regardless, it's looking like the next round for the conference finals is going to be um, Dallas, Vegas, uh, Islanders, Lightning. It's looking that way. Obviously, things could change. The Avalanche um, and the Canucks. I'm wrong. He wasn't. He wasn't drafted by the Sharks. Ha ha. Um, things could change, but it's it's looking it's looking like that's the next round. Um, you're on the Avalanche bandwagon still. I mean, I want to be, but they're they're not looking good. Okay. If they're out, I really don't know who to root for. Go Lightning. Their douchiest yeah. player is Cedric Paquette who is a giant douche, but he's not as bad as the douchey players on every other team. True. That is how I rate douchiness. All right. Um, Remember when Redco Gudis was on that team? I do. I do. Replaced by uh, Justin Braun and Matt Niskanen, who apparently is also a dick, Matt Niskanen. Yeah. Uh, cross-checking someone in the mouth. Yeah. Oh, Keith pulling in the stats. Keith says Yanni Gord played 54 games for the Worcester Sharks in 2012-2013. So Mark, oh, so I was right. right. Wow. Thank you, Keith. You have earned your salary of $0 for this week. Um, do you guys have any questions for us while we wrap up this podcast? Uh, please submit them in the comments. Um, Patrick says Avs losing a goalie was game over for them. Um, I actually think losing Eric Johnson, the number one defenseman. Yeah, I think was, EJ was the, was the bigger. Yeah, um, was a bigger loss. Yeah, so because then you have to lean on Cal McCarr and who's who's oh, their number number Ryan three Graves? Yeah, Ryan Graves plus forty this year in the NHL. Insane. Um, it's crazy, uh, Keith. You your quadrupled salary is approved. Um, Kale McCarr gave up a really bad play uh, behind the net. It was, it was so it was... satisfying. <laughs> I want the Avalanche to win, but I want McCarr to, to not do well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any other things that we missed you want to talk about this week? No, no I, I really didn't get to watch a lot of games this week. Well, so, luckily, uh, there was only five games of hockey instead of seven. Yeah. Uh, I, I came home on Thursday and I really wanted to watch some hockey. And it was so rude that those guys, oh, sorry, politics alert. It was so rude that those guys decided to not, you know, postpone their games and not play. So, so rude. rude. You know, they didn't want to. How wanna, could they do that? To, how could they do that to us? And bring attention to people being systemically murdered. It was very upsetting. Um, Keith uh, asks. Well, like you, you, you're, you're. Your race has ever experienced anything like that before, right? Uh, you know, I'm a minority. You can tell by the color of my skin. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty clear. I mean, I'm look at my nose. I'm Jewish, so you know, I've been systemically murdered in the past. Uh, I'm it's clearly the same thing. And um, Keith is asking, who is the douchiest player on the Sharks currently, or of all time? Uh, I'm going to guess currently. I think let's do both. All time, I have an answer. And All I, time, it's Claude Lemieux. Uh, mm. Brian Marchman? 
I think it's Claude Lemieux, Brian Marchman, or Rafi Torres. Okay. It's one of the three. Currently. Uh, currently. So last year, the Sharks did not have a real big douche on the roster, I would say. Uh, Kane might be the biggest agitating. Leon Bergman? No. Oh, he got re-signed. No. No, Shellman did. Yeah, Joel Shellman got re-signed to a two-year very reasonable contract, which is good. Uh, oh, JR, good one too. Oh, come on. I do I hate Jeremy Roenick, but no. Come, he was not a he was not a douche. Link player. Gates? Yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit. Um who is the douchiest player on the current Sharks roster or from last year? That's actually a good question. I don't Jeff rem- friendly. I don't remember their roster. It's been so long. Imagine um, watching Sharks hockey ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they have a real one. Like previous years, it was Michael Haley, obviously. Um, but the, the Sharks are one of the few teams that I don't think really has one. I mean, Evander they Kane... They didn't really have a face puncher. I mean, I mean, no, 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 that's not true. They, they had three face punchers in true. Kane, Dylan, and Goodrow. Dylan and and Goodrow obviously are gone, and Dalton none, Prout. Dalton Prout played one game, right? Yeah, but he's still the douchiest player. You are correct. The, the answer charts. is Dalton Prout. Um, douchiness per sixty. I like that, uh, Keith. I believe Off the that charts because he only played like a quarter of <laughs> Dalton a game. Prout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh God, we've gotten Keith on on Michael Haley now. Um, oh dear. Russ, my skating protocol. Yeah, my skating protocol and how effective it was. Let's take that offline and not talk about that on the podcast because I could talk about that for hours. Um, Let's talk about how great my oxygen saturation was, Alex. Yes, I used an oxygen uh, as as pulse oximeter on everyone as part of my protocol. And Mark and Marissa both scored 100 out of 100 and everyone else scored less than 100 out of 100. Uh, fuck you, Mark. I'm only 98. So hey, be nice to my wife. What? I'm not talking about your wife. It's, I was making fun of you. Okay. Did you see that backhand goal I scored? Did you see the first two goals I scored? Well, did you they see the backhand? Pretty. Yeah. It's just your hair needs to flow more. You need to move faster. I'm thinking I'm, uh, I might cut it soon. Like what? You should just cut it. Just, just buzz it. You should shave it so we could look similar. Oh, God. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Russ has how the hell do you get 100? Um, Is your blood just H or O2 molecules? Uh, It makes a huge difference if you take a couple of deep breaths beforehand. Um, Huge difference, like massive. So I highly recommend that. Um, Yeah. Patrick, if you want to, please message me privately if you want to learn more about my skating or where we were skating. Um, Yeah, guys, any other questions before we sign off for the day? We clearly lost the Gersteins this episode. Sorry. Sorry, Um, Maybe he'll listen again in the shower. (laughs) And where's my mom? I got to message her and tell her it's that we're not on Sundays. So depressing. So depressing. Um... All right, cool. So let's wrap it up. 
next week we will talk about the conclusion of this round and um probably a preview for next round i'm not sure how things are going to go in terms of when the this it's going to end um the whatchamacallit all get all the the games by the end of the day or the end of the night tonight will have played four games um so if a game goes seven the the conference might not be over uh or the, the conference semi-final round might not be over we'll find out so mark cut your hair it'll look good okay all right guys Bye. Bye.